Each month, a short highlight version of an earlier episode will be featured. The full interview can be found among our archives. Check in next week for a brand new episode of The Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to a special episode of The Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Chris Beyer. As always, with my co-host, Jim Martin. Hey, everybody. Tonight's episode is a little different. We're going to do kind of a behind-the-scenes retrospective of the first season of the podcast. I thought we might do this because we just finished compiling last month the second half of our highlights episode into a season one, part two highlights episode. So I thought, you know what, we've done all the compilations, we've done all the highlights. And so I thought, why don't we just talk about what we did? Now, if you're interested in the motivations and the start of the podcast, You can go back to Season 2, Episode 9. Jim Stingle uh, from the Milwaukee Journal interviewed us about that in the second half of that interview. But tonight's show is more about just the interviews themselves and the people that we interviewed. So let's start off with the first interview, which was Dave Bull. Dave Bull has been on the show two other times. He has been the guy that led off the season for both the first, second, and third seasons, and we anticipate the fourth season. And Dave is a good guest. He gets it. He knows the idea behind the podcast that uh, it's meant to just kind of be goofy and that we're not trying to do anything too topical. And so uh, we got together, me and Jim, for that first interview back in, I got to say, 2017 now. We interviewed for about two hours, I think, right, Jim? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It was a couple hours, that one, yep. Mm -hmm. We got the idea that night that a lot of the stuff wasn't going to work, right? Well, you know, I think the, you know, like you said, the first one, we didn't know where, what was going to happen, where it was going. And we, we thought, well, just take these stories and see if they lead somewhere. And, and a lot of them didn't that night. We were trying to decide if we were an interview podcast or if we were going to be, you know, jokey podcast or, you know, where, where did we fit? And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we took two hours and we ended up with like 25 minutes. Yep. And I think it was largely because we didn't know where we were going with it. We didn't really plan it too much. I came up with the idea of the fake ads. We did that for a couple episodes. Yep, yep. That was good. That was funny. The thing that I remember is that Dave sort of walked us out of that one, right? Remember, he was like, and, and your name is? Like, he's he kind, of, <laughs> kind of coaxing us out, like, tell everybody your name. Remember, you're talking to people out there. And yeah, so, uh, Dave had done a little bit of a podcast for a motorcycle racing team that he had done before. So he had done it before. The ad's idea was to make it sound more official, even though it was our first podcast. And the joke was, even though it's our first podcast, we already have advertisers. Right, exactly. And so yeah. then we, we kept that going. Uh, our second podcast with uh, Mark Ryder, I think we tried a fake ad there. I don't think we used it, though. Uh, okay. I don't remember if it made the cut, but I, I do remember we, we had fake ads. Um, uh, I don't remember who it was. I remember that it was the legal Zoom the first time and uh, Squarespace. And I thought we kept one or two of the, oh, we, Kmart. We did an ad for Kmart, didn't we? Because that, that led into yeah. Mark's Kmart thing about how he thought, like, oh, you know, Kmart, they're still going. They're still going strong. Uh, so I just went to a clearance sale. <laughs> I just went to a clearance sale. That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, and then we're talking about episode two here now. Right. I don't right. know why the the audio quality in that one was a lot worse than the first, but I remember editing that and it was a nightmare because it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first probably four or five, I'm pretty sure I know what happened. Uh, I mean, I think we just, 
I had it set up with the wrong microphone. I think we were actually recording on the computer microphone, not the microphone that we were all crowded around. So the computer was off to the side, and I think that's why some people were were loud and kind of clear, and other people were like far away and muffled. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But anyway, it was uh, yeah, you're right. It was a nightmare, and and I was trying to. I did my best to try and you know make something salvageable out of that one, and and luckily we could. I know we're not going to talk about this one, but I believe the third one was Marcus, right? Right. It was right. actually yeah, Marcus. The third and, one and, that that was a complete yep. loss because of audio quality issues. Right. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't salvage that at all. So that Mark- was that was gone. Yeah, Mark Ryder was another one that we 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 interviewed for two hours and kept about twenty five minutes. Right. Both Mark, of those, though, despite the fact that we got rid of most, uh, they were both pretty solid ones. I thought, yeah, you know, because we only left the best stuff in. Right, and you know, for the first six or so, we were still uh, in the mode of everybody would talk at once, and we thought that would work. <laughs> Mark returned again for the uh, essentially the first episode of the second season, along with Dave. Right, and that yep. leads us to another multiple-time guest, Scott Savecco, for our Scott Savecco, right? Scott Savecco, longtime friend of ours, he grew up down the block from us. That was the first one that that I felt like went really smoothly. Like the sound was fine. We had the microphone thing going. We still were crowded around that one microphone, but uh, and we talked to Scott for an hour and a half, and that was the first time where we said, you know, we can get, actually get two episodes out of this. And that's where we started with the, well, we'll record for an hour and a half or two hours and, and break it down into two episodes instead of just one. Um, but no, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I think that was fun because we already had a rapport with Scott and we all knew our sense of humor and he brought a, a great sense of humor to the show and, and his laugh was, it was infectious. And, and, you know, it's just, I, I really like that one. There's, there's still several bits in there that I listen to. I still laugh out loud when I, when I hear, I still LOL, you know, when I, yeah. when I hear those things. Yeah. Um, we recorded straight through, and then I just picked a point where we called it halfway. It wasn't until about the fourth or fifth or sixth interview that we actually would take a break between the two halves. That's true. That's true. And and I think even actually the five-minute break, it feels like that might have even been like just this season where we say, okay, we're going to actually, you know, we're going to get up and stretch and move around. It doesn't even feel like we've been doing that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Maybe uh, it just doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long. But yeah, you're right, though, because Scott's was actually like a continuation. We were talking movies and stuff and all that kind of thing. Yeah, the second part was really a continuation, but it was cool to get two episodes out of that. Right. And we had the, you had the lead in where you said, uh, now we join the podcast in its, uh, what did we say? Already in progress or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Scott did come back again for, my memory tells me, season two, episode 10. And I like that one a lot, too. Well, yeah. the next one was Dave Steffen. He was episode four, and Dave was <laughs> is from my biking group. Right, again, right. significant audio issues on this one, and it's a yes. shame because it's there's a lot really, of stuff. It's really a shame, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I edited some things that I really liked in the show, but mm-hmm. for content, I just didn't want them in there. One of the jokes we revisited later turned out better the second time it was right during the Las Vegas shooting. Right. They mentioned that this was a premeditated act mm-hmm. and uh, that he had thought about this and planned it. I thought premeditated was funny because it sounded like he meditated. Like he was right, right. He meditated beforehand, right. So I did a joke about that. And in light of the recents, uh, recency of the episode, I thought, ah, I'll hold back. And I did it later. And Mitch yeah. Tyke came across better then. You know, I think we had that one all ready to go. And the day before we were going to release that, there was a school shooting. 
it was like, well, we, we have to cut that out. We have to take that out. We can't, now it's way too recent. At least the Vegas thing had, had a little bit, you know, we had some time to heal and yeah. And that was the first time that I remember filtering things. Cause there was that. And there was also a joke. There was a, a joke early on in there that we, that we took out, I think, right. but I think we took out later. Um, so yeah, it, the real like content, what's the word I'm censoring wasn't he was the first one where we went into it with an idea right a, oh, a right. bit we were going to treat him as though he were this mastermind he had a manifesto and how he was right. you know this this whole thing without his knowledge of it and so right. that was the first time we went into something like that so right all our questions made it sound like he was a shady individual yeah and initially he was kind of taken aback he thought i'm coming in just with a couple of friends talking about your <laughs> degrees and right. every question seems to be focused around how that he's somehow underhanded. Right, right. <laughs> he, was, he was a little weirded out by it, but then he got it later. Yeah, and, and he's one of those guys who can just roll with stuff, and he went with it, and it was great. I bring that up because the one line I remember from that is when he was like so, so appalled, like, manifesto. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We're like, come on, come on, don't be coy. Don't play games with us, you know? It's like, what are you talking about? So that was, I thought that was funny. That was good. The next one, Andy Donahue. There was a couple points in the show where we just all lost it together at the same time. Mm -hmm. But he was a silent laugher. He was slapping his knee and he, he was just dying and, and doubled over, but he wasn't making any noise. Yeah. And uh, Andy was one that somebody backed out, I forget. And I called Andy just on a whim. I had met him just a week or two before. Uh -huh. And I said, hey, we're doing this thing. And I sent him a copy of the Scott Savecco one. And right. I said, give it a listen. And tell if you want to be on it. And like 20 minutes later, he said, okay, I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I barely knew the guy. And right. here he is within a half an hour showing up for an interview. Right, right. That's great. <laughs> That's great. And it was, and it was turned out to be great. The only downside was the, the quiet laugh. You know, and, and Andy was another one where we went in with a uh, sort of a premise, right? With, where right. we were going to try and build him up and, and tell him about, you know, how he should run for mayor and he should do all this and that. And that, that turned out pretty pretty funny too i think yeah i think that yeah. both episodes from him right now. yeah obviously with dave we were kind of we were kind of deconstructing him and andy we're just like you're the best yeah right and, right <laughs> yeah and again here's a guy that doesn't know either one of us and we're just singing his praises to the hill yeah he came back again in right. season three for the first season, one right and and again you know fun guy and um yeah uh the sixth one was your two friends that you brought in Right. Tom and Ken. Yeah. A couple of guys I, I've worked with for a long time. And um, that was fun. We had, you know, I mean, I, I guess probably stupid to say that was fun for all these. I think all of our guests, I'll just say that now, all of our guests were great and fun and, and good people. And, you know, I got along with everybody, but Tom and Ken, um, you know, they came in and, and I knew they'd have some good stories and, and be able to, to run with some, some of our jokes and, and get into this thing. And I think that they were both really nervous coming in and they were the first people that when they left I thought we got to get them back again and we haven't yet but we got to get them back again because I think they'll be looser I think it'll be more fun I think I know these guys from from working with them and, and going out to lunch with them and stuff and they got a lot of funny stories and a lot of things and and Ken in particular was really uh tight he was taking himself real seriously and it was almost like he was being interviewed and like but I mean it, it all turned out just fine but I think I it'd be even this, better that interview along with a dozen others over the years, we finished up thinking it's not going to be that good. But then yeah, through the yeah, magic yeah. of editing, it got 10 times better. That's, that's right. Yeah. Because 
we were coming off of Andy, I think. And, you know, there was these we distinct times where all three of us were just rolling on the ground laughing. And with Tom and Ken, there were, there were moments in there, but it, I didn't remember ever, you know, gut splitting laughter. You know, it was funny. It was fun. But yeah, like you said, once you whittled it all down, then it was like, okay, good. This is really flowed well at the end. And then uh, the next one was Alice Morrison. Yep. Uh, Alice Morrison, episode seven. Uh, again, an acquaintance of mine. She just had a fun energy about her. We hadn't had a woman on yet. I only met her three or four times. And sure. she had mentioned this book that she had written. I don't want to ruin it right now. At some point, I'm going to ask you your favorite episode of the uh-huh. first 10. This might be my favorite episode. I think it's got some of the best four or five minute chunks of, of the season, if not all seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And, and like you said, you know, she was really friendly and, and outgoing and, and went with everything that we talked about and you know she was our first author and she didn't seem nervous at all i think she might have been the first one possibly where we had more than one microphone tom and ken we had two you're right you're right we had two that's right yeah um that was our last episode that we recorded before we started releasing them we uh the first seven we uh we recorded and we hadn't decided to release them yet and so we had seven in the bank before we started and so those were all recorded in the summer of 2017 through Christmas of 2017. And I mean, I always take responsibility for that because I, I wasn't getting the website thing done and the SoundCloud update and all that and get, get all that technical stuff taken care of. But, but it's, it's, it's amazing to think like, how did, that, how did that take eight months? Like, it's really not that big of a deal now, you know I mean? But you know, it's hindsight is 2020, I guess, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, at least, at yeah. least that way we had, 10, 12, 15 episodes in the can, and we didn't have pressure to get new guests on. For sure, yeah, because that was our concern in the beginning, right, was that we weren't going to find anybody. And then uh, the next one, actually the next one that we did was the ninth episode, Michael, but we interviewed uh, Mitch Tyke before that. We decided to release his early because he was kind of our first name guest. Right, yeah, Mitch Mitch Tyke, yeah, he was on an NPR show called Lake Effect, and he just happened to coach my son's baseball team. And my wife knew who he was from the radio, and she said, oh, she was, oh my gosh, Mitch Tyke, is Mitch Tyke. And I got to know him just from, from coaching the team and everything, and just a great guy. And, and, you know, he came over to our house for dinner with his family and stuff, and so I got to know him, and I said, hey, you know, would, any, would, you, would you be willing to come on the show? And just tell, and so that was, that was, like you said, that was kind of our first big name uh, guest. Thought it went well, and, and you know, that, that turned out good, too. Um, we don't plug these things too much. We put them up on Facebook, and we don't really – push them too much. But we had that hope that for some reason, if we mentioned Mitch Tyke's name on our Facebook page, that it spread like wildfire. But the numbers that we got in terms of downloads were really nothing special compared to the other ones. I thought we we're going to get, you know, two and three times the numbers with him, but it was pretty much just like any other rep- regular episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is with that. I mean, you know, I, all we do, like you said, all we do really is is tag people on Facebook. So whatever Facebook's algorithm is for actually showing people things that were that people were tagged in, you know, that's got something to do with it, I guess. But, you know, yeah. the way it goes, you know. It was another good episode, and he has subsequently been on. Uh, he is our only five-time guest. Uh, he's right. been on two of our Tour de France podcasts and uh, two dedicated episodes to him and one along with somebody else. So right, he's been right. on five different episodes. So, so yeah, leads, so Mitch, Mitch worked out well. Yeah, yeah, that worked out well. Uh, then it leads to Michael, Michael K., who was, again, on another episode here earlier this year. 
Michael K. was uh, one that we hearkened back to the original episodes where we recorded a whole bunch, but I didn't think we could get two episodes out of, so we distilled it into one because I didn't think there's enough for two. Yep. Now, that being said, the one episode, again, is one of my favorites. But that was one of the first ones where we were getting feedback that you know, it's a really good, you know, human interest story where there's, it wasn't funny. It was, it was an interesting story about him oh. and, and the challenges that he went through, you know? Right, right. I, I know what you're talking about now. He went, he had a cancer scare. It was, yeah, we had a little bit more of a serious thing in there, but then again, you know, we tried to have fun with it and he was having fun with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It wasn't all serious. Even though we weren't able to get two episodes out of what we did get was, I think a really good episode. Right. And that leads to our last episode that we'll discuss for this half of the podcast, right. uh, your brother-in-law. Yeah, Greg, Greg Shapiro. He lives in Amsterdam and he happened to be in town. And he stopped in and he uh, did a bunch of impressions for us and talked to us about things that were going on in comedy in Amsterdam and Holland. And I thought that was cool for me too. I mean, because Greg's doing big things over there and, and it was fun to have him on the show. And Greg is a working comedian in the Netherlands that moved right. from Chicago to the Netherlands and became famous for doing an impression of Donald Trump. Yep, yep. The Netherlands second video it was like 50 million views or something on YouTube. And, and uh, it was right after Trump got elected. And he did Trump and he did Bush and he did uh, yeah, a couple other impressions. And he's, he's good th- at that stuff. One thing that impressed me about him is, you know, here we're doing a little rinky-dink podcast. Yeah. And he was doing vocal exercises to warm up for the show. He knows that stuff goes out on the air somewhere. It's on the internet. It, like you said, that's his profession. Like maybe somebody hears this and they're trying to hire him for a gig and they hear something just off the, on the off chance they hear something that's garbage. You know, so he probably, I would think anytime anything's going out over the internet, he's going to want to be on, right? And you he, know, was. Whereas, I, he was. Yeah. He was. I, yeah. We kind of let the stories go that one. We didn't have a break point. We just had a full, uh, longer episode with him. And I look maybe at the numbers a little bit more than you do, but I noticed that his episode, now it's, you know, two years old, Mm -hmm. keeps getting consistent views. Uh, His is is one of the more listened to episodes. Oh, that's cool. Cool. So anyway, well, that'll wrap up the first 10. Okay. Did you want to talk about uh, favorite episodes in the first 10 or no? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll just throw it out. I'll... Overall, I'll just say what I said before. Alice, I think Alice was probably my favorite episode. What was your favorite episode? I think Scott Savecco. It's a tough call because I really like the Stefan episode where we, you know, the manifesto and all that. And I really like, like we talked about a lot of stuff with Andy, but I think, I think uh, Savecco was the, the one where I thought we had the most laughs in there. I, I had the most fun with that one. Scott has just got this infectious laugh. I mean, even if a line came out that wasn't that funny, he made it funny. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and he had, he had a, a dry yeah. sense of humor, like, but hilarious. You know, he just delivered these lines like, whoa, I didn't expect that at all. It's funny. Yeah, you know, all three of us known each other our whole lives, and so there's instant rapport. Yep, right, right. And that, you know, I guess the, the lack of rapport with some of these other people that we only knew for a week or two made it interesting in as much that we had to gin up that rapport on the spot. Right, something that... I've really thought about a lot is how do you make somebody coming in who might be nervous, how do you make them comfortable immediately and just let their guard down and just relax and we're just here to have fun. We're just, you know, joking around because otherwise it can be very stale and very cold. And, yeah, uh, and thankfully we've really only had a handful or less of ones that 
were really tough. Other than that, you know, yep. we've had 50 interviews or more, and I'd say 90% of them, people were relaxed right away. Right, right. I don't want to say it's by design, but it's based on who we decide to bring in on the show. You know, when we start thinking about who do you have on the show, who can you bring on, I think about people who are charismatic, people who joke around with me, something, you know, if I know these people. So that, that helps a lot. You know, you kind of have that going in, but, but yeah, you're right. There's, you know, there's sometimes when we just don't, we don't know these people, the professors, I remember, I mean, there's a bunch of people you just don't know and you gotta, you gotta make that connection right away as best you can. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's take a little break and we'll come back for the second part in just a bit. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. 